listening to this week's Lefevre CFC podcast. Connect with us via our website, lefevrecfc.com, or our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash lefevrecfc. We hope you enjoy this week's message. All yours, Wes? Thank you. So, like, I more learned something on the trip. So, on the last day, as you saw, like, here we go, at the uh, waterhole. So, it was a beautiful day. It was the last day, so it wasn't much of a ministry day, so I wasn't expecting God to really work in me, but... You can't really see it, but on the cliff on the left here, there's a small tree, just a tiny little one, and it's super tall. It's about five, ten meters tall, and it really like occurred to me about in Jeremy's message, he preached about um, the trees in Papua New Guinea how they grew super tall above all the other trees so that they can get the sunlight. And I was wondering why is that tree growing super tall when it doesn't have to? And it reminded me about people like myself, kind of going for God's love like God is the sky but instead of us having to go tall and things like that for God and like having to really reach for him we don't have to he is the one trying to reach for us and you know instead of the tree wanting to grow out and stuff it wants to grow up it's competing against nothing like there's nothing else there should be growing out for Jesus and like yeah that's really what God told me to like not compete for his love and just to let him into our hearts. Good one, Wes. Master William? Um, hi, I'm William, if you don't know me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was the youngest that went on the trip. At the start, I was actually really nervous to go, but I just pushed myself and said to myself, if I didn't go, I'd regret it. So I went and I got to see all the fun things that we did and the ministries that we ran. And it was really good seeing how happy the kids were um, while they got to play all the games at the kids' ministries and that they could sing. They tried to sing along to the songs that we were doing. But, yeah, so I'm really glad I went and it was just a good time to see what it was like up there. And it was cool seeing before we went the pictures of the building and then that we were actually there within two days. And I think God really spoke to me about that he does work and that I saw that there were so many things that were healed over just the course of the nine days. Mm -hmm. Awesome, Will. I think Will's booked in to come back next year already. Is that right? Yeah, that's good. Excellent. Okay, now we're going to go to the Hammonds. I think Zoe's going to go first. Um, I just have some words, so I might need a... Yeah. Um, so those of you who know me well know I don't like getting up the front. Um, however, when Jeremy asked me to share, I felt God had something to say um, to you guys through me. So... Um, when Jeremy said about the team going to Alice, I um, kindly offered my amazing, awesome husband and my two brilliant children to go, as it was originally planned for them to go with Tara, but obviously because of COVID, that um, trip was cancelled. And also, I was meant to stay home with Shanika and Kanye last time the trip were going, so... Um, I couldn't have gone, and so this time we don't have Shanika and Kanye, but um, I was like, oh, do I need to go? Like, um, the start of this year has actually been really busy for me. I've worked every day, and 
um, yeah, um, the trip was for 10 days out of my holidays. And so um, my flesh was like, no, don't go. Stay home in bed, watch Netflix, and enjoy 10 days without my husband and two children annoying me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my, my brain was like, ah, oh, no, I'm sending my awesome family. I will stay home, you know, I don't, I don't need to go. And um, Tracy was a little uncertain as well whether to go. And, and I said to her, look, if you want to stay home, I'll go because, like, my family's going. Um, but if you go, then I'll stay home. So it's like, if Tracy goes, I don't need to go. And um, so I went along to the first meeting that Jeremy um, had at his house. And um, I just went along to hear what, like, the boys needed to pack and what needed to be sorted. And um, as Pastor Jeremy was talking about the church in Alice, I felt God convict me and say, you financially give to this building. You need to go and give to the people. And so I was like, okay, God, I'm going. So Jeremy's like, you know, you guys are maybes. And I'm like, no, I'm going. It's a definite. And um, so then on the first day that um, we went, you saw some um, snippets of um, Hidden Valley. And um, I could feel as soon as we went into that camp, the poverty and the sadness, it was, it just had a, I feel deep with my heart. And um, as soon as we went in, I could just feel that, that sadness there. And um, we were there to run the first kids program. And I was, I didn't have a specific role. Mine was just sort of to help facilitate the the kids doing the program and so I was off trying to get balls and um, encourage the kids to come sit on the tarp and um, I saw a lady across the road outside a house with two kids and a baby in a pram and I went over to encourage them to like cross the road and, and join the program and um, the lady just said to me can you come and pray for my sister and her baby as they're very sick I was so more concerned about the program and getting the kids to come sit on the top. I was like, yeah, I'll do that later. And like, it's just that feeling of, um, you know, God is moving and we need to listen to God. We need to um, not always stress about what we have planned. So anyhow, um, she came over. Um, I, I was writing labels for the children's names and I wrote the kids' names. They came and they sat down and she'd said, you know, um, please, can you pray for my sister and her son? So um, after the program, I went and saw Pastor um, Alan and said, this lady, she really needs some prayer for her and her, baby, her sister and her sister's baby. And um, after the program, Pastor Alan and I went and we prayed for the baby and then we went over and the mum was um, had lupus and struggled to come out of the house. And she came out and um, we prayed for her, we prayed for the whole entire family. And um, yeah, that 
at that time, I was just completely heartbroken for this mum who couldn't play with her child and the, the child had bowel issues and so he was being fed through a tube and um, just seeing the mum not be able to be a mum to her son, that for me was really hard. And um, at the time... I had a vision while I was praying for Crystal was the mum and the son was Xavier and I had a picture of um, her standing up and like throwing her son in the air but I, I didn't have the confidence to share that um, vision with them but I just was just um, praying and a few days later, Pastor Alan shared that he'd um, seen some people in the town from Hidden Valley who said that both the baby and the mum had been healed. And, um, yeah, even though I didn't get to see them, I saw them in that vision. And it was just so amazing to have heard that. And so um, my two take-home points from the trip was step out of your comfort zone and um, even if there is an awesome team set to go, um, if God wants you, then obey. And um, God has room to work through you when you are uncomfortable because, yeah, that's when he can move. Rather than when you are comfortable, then he's not going to move. Um, and also don't be blinded by your agenda like as I said, I was I was so focused on trying to get the kids to hear the words that that um, our team were presenting that um, I I um, was I didn't go and pray then. Like I did go back and pray, but it was that thing about don't focus so much on what you're there to do, but focus on um, what God wants you to do. So that was mine. Yeah, thank you, Zoe. And out of that healing and miracle, those families are now starting to connect with the, the church and wanting to come and engage. So we're just believing that uh, that'll be a real signpost miracle for that whole family and other families in the community there to um, find Christ and really break through in their love for Jesus and, and getting involved in church life. So, and worshiping Him. Yeah. Awesome. So, I'm also going to be talking about Hidden Valley um, from my perspective. So, um, at, before the trip, um, Jeremy asked Alyssa and I to plan all the kids' programs. Um, so that's what we did. We created a nice, neat run sheet. Um, and it was, it was really good. It was really perfect. We had all our roles. We had all the jobs. Um, and it was really good. And then the first day, um, first program, um, it, was, it was a bit of a schmuzzle. <laughs> We had people MIA, um, we had some people like going collecting kids, um, we had some kids running away, so we were kind of pushed to start. Um, so we, we kind of did our program um, and it was, it was a little bit of a mess. Um, and in my head, I started going, that was really bad Malachi, that was just, that was really bad. And it's kind of your fault, because you're the person who's supposed to be running this, and yet look how it turned out, that was really bad. So in my head, I started going, well, if I'd organized it better, maybe we could have avoided this. If we, maybe if we like sat the kids over here, then they wouldn't have been running over there. And like in my head, I'd kind of trying to break down what went wrong and why it was so bad. And that was my thought process. And then I got home, we got home back to the house 
And I heard um, a few, like it was the day after um, Pastor Alan and my mum were talking about the miracle that took place at Hidden Valley. And in my mind, I'm like, that doesn't really make sense because Hidden Valley was a shemuzzle. There's no way God could have worked in that mess, in that brokenness, um, in what I thought was brokenness. Luckily, um, we restructured our program and the next two programs went, in my head, a lot better than the first one was. Um, but God really was trying to convict me of like, just because it didn't follow my run sheet, just because it didn't follow my plan, doesn't mean that it wasn't God. Doesn't mean that it wasn't his plan. And that kind of was like, oh, okay. Okay, God, I see you. Um, and then later, so the last night we stayed in Cooper PD, um, and I got a vision of a mountain, a really tall mountain, and this very clear spiral path working its way around to the top of a mountain. And then I saw this mountain goat, and this mountain goat didn't stick to the path. There was a clear path that perfectly went to the top, but instead this mountain goat started going its own path, started climbing vertically and diagonally and doing its own thing, yet it still got to the top. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a bit strange. But I think what God was trying to show me in this vision was that it doesn't need to be my perfect plan that goes around to the top of the mountain. It doesn't need to work out how I envision it in my head for God to move. Just because it wasn't my perfect run sheet, just because it wasn't my perfect plan to the top of the mountain, that doesn't mean that it wasn't God's perfect plan. So I was really challenged at that first program at Hidden Valley that just because things didn't go the way I expected them to go doesn't mean they didn't go the way God wanted them to go. So this is a lesson I've got to take on. Um, I've got to learn it in my heart. So as I go out through my life, when things don't go to my plan, when I organize stuff and that gets thrown out the window, I need to remember that just because it's not my plan doesn't mean it's not God's plan. So yeah, that's what I was really convicted on throughout the trip. That even if it doesn't go my way, it can always go God's way. So yeah, thank you. Excellent. Yeah. So you can see God's been working through our guys, our team, and also working in them and speaking to them and growing them. So that's awesome. We're going to ask the force of our team to come. He's going to come and share. So hey, everyone. Um, I'm just going to be sharing what God has done through me um, and how he spoke to me on the trip to Alice. So the first day when we got to Alice Springs, um, our first thing to do, basically when we got there, was to go and hand out flyers to some of the communities. Um, and these were just flyers for the kids program, the youth program, um, the men's and women's breakfast, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So I felt like that was stepping out of my comfort zone, going into this place that I sort of didn't recognize um, and wasn't sure how it would go. Um, but almost every single person that we asked um, was like quite legitimately interested in coming to the program. Um, and yeah, almost everyone, no one got angry at us for, you know, going out into their community and asking. So I definitely saw God's presence moving in that situation. Um, and then as Malachi just shared, um, we ran our first program in Hidden Valley. And um, Pastor Alan was, you know, promoting it before, but we had almost 30 to 40 kids, I reckon, turn up to the program. Um, and almost all the kids were engaged in the program quite a few of them were engaged 
Um, and it was, yeah, an amazing experience running a kids program to, you know, a different audience because Laviva kids have almost always got, you know, same people and a few new ones. Um, and then the next day we ran a slightly different program at one of the other communities in a spot called Larapinta. And it was amazing seeing almost every kid who probably a fair few of them didn't know who Jesus was or might not have ever heard of him before, um, singing and dancing to all the songs that Chloe and Callan ran. Um, and at the end, there was an opportunity for the kids to pray, and we had a really good amount of them um, ask for prayer, which was really amazing. Um, so running all these programs, including the men's breakfast, morning, uh, women's morning tea, Sunday church, um, which probably a few people here watched, um, and a youth, was an, it was amazing to see God's presence moving. Um, so God, through us, had brought so many new families, kids and adults. Um, sorry. Sorry. Um, to, to God and come to church and see Jesus. Um, we also ran a picnic on Saturday where we had a bunch of families come, and it was super fun being able to play with the kids um, and hang out with them. Um, one of the last nights, we had an encouragement night where we'd all shared and encouraged each other. Um, during the worship and the encouragement, I felt God's presence so strongly, and the whole trip felt like everything we wanted and more was accomplished. I felt God speak to me personally on our last night in Cooperpedia with some of the team praying for me and encouraging me to step out with my faith and worship. The trip was amazing, being able to encourage, um, and God through us bringing people to the church and coming to Jesus. Awesome. Nice one. Good sharing. And um, yeah, so God's touched each person differently. Alyssa, you want to come and you want to come and share? Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we ran so many programs, and some of them were like back to back. So we went from like the kids program straight from the kids program to the church. Got changed, got set up, and then ran the youth. And it was like back to back. And in the moment, you're just focused on running the program. But afterwards, and when we had the downtime, and Ashley was able to think about the programs, I realized, whoa, God was really with us. Like, God was with us through it all. And even at church, after church, and seeing how many people came to church from these programs that were run, that would, like, just blew my mind. I was like, wow, God is amazing. And there were so many times throughout the trip, I, like, so many memories that I made, I'm like, wow. God's amazing. Um, and a lot of those memories brought joy to me. Um, one particular memory I had with Ron, we prayed for this little girl and her grandmother went outside, took her kid out of, like the girl, out of um, Sunday school, brought her up for prayer and was like, can you pray for God's blessing over her life? And we did. And in that moment, I just felt goosebumps and I was like, God's really in this and it was amazing. And then afterwards, the kid stopped, looked at me, don't even know her name. She doesn't know my name. I just prayed for her and she gives me the biggest, uh, tightest hug ever. And it just warmed my heart and it was just amazing. I was like, oh God, you're amazing. But yeah, another moment that happened. Um, we went to an hostel called Topsy and we did a sing-along and you saw a bit of it on the screen but there was this lady named Doris old lady and she's been coming to church for years and she's like um she's a Christian so she knows God and all that and she asked me to pray for her 
and like just to pray over her life and she said that she had a bit of back pain so I was like okay I'll just pray and I was a bit like oh I don't know how to pray I don't know what words to use but I was like okay I'll just pray and in the moment I just I was like God I'm just going to pray I'm believing that she's going to get healed I'm believing what I'm saying but I'm just praying and on Sunday she called me over she recognized me called me over and was like hey when you prayed for me at Topsy after that the pain in my back had lifted and I was like oh yo that's cool but then afterwards after when I really sat down and thought about it I was like whoa like I just prayed for healing over someone that's amazing and before the trip and to like at the start of this year it was really weird every time I went to go and pray in front of people I'd start having my heart beat really fast and I never knew why and I was like why is this happening like I pray in front of people all the time I pray like I pray all the time why is this happening and after the trip I realized I was getting too focused on what words I was going to say whether they were going to be special fancy words but instead after the trip I realized actually it's about faith it's not actually about the words so when I prayed for Doris with faith Without whatever fancy words I could have used, God did amazing things. So I just want to encourage you with that. Thanks, Alyssa. And for our last person to share, I'm going to ask Chloe to come and she's going to share her heart. And she's from the church at Seton, so her and Callan joined us um, as part of that. And Chloe uh, coordinated all the band and the music, so she did a great job pulling all that together. Um, and just ministered so well but she's going to just yeah so thank you for pulling the band together and doing all of that and um, yeah so that was yeah a real blessing to the team um, and to the church up there and uh, you heard them the, this afternoon they were really good they were very tight and uh, came across very well so and ministered very well in different settings as well the, the team from kids to a men's program to a ladies high tea to youth nights to Sunday church um, and then just in devotion times as well, each of the different different musicians did some bits and pieces. So, um, but thank you for coming, Chloe. But I'll let you just share. You want to come on this side? Sure. I'll just get you in the camera. Um, yeah. we are on <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, well, just a quick disclaimer. I'm actually not a musician, <laughs> and um, I was very nervous when I was coming on the trip. Pastor Jeremy sat me down. I actually even missed the first meeting. I was like. This is too much. I can't do this. Anyway, and we had our first meeting and Pastor Jeremy said, all right, you ready to like coordinate the music? And I was like, no, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll give it a go. Um, and I found that God is so gracious. Like if I learned one thing from this trip, it's like God has so much grace for the people who just come with their like nothing, um, with their little with their just their little, you know, you hear, you hear the story of the the two fish and the loaves and whatever. Like, God can use your absolutely nothing or your nerves or your little giftings if you bring it to Him and say yes. So I found that we had our first practice on that Monday morning before we left. Um, I had just come out of COVID and Pastor did too, and so you know it was just the time the day before, and. We practiced and we prayed and I felt the Holy Spirit just give me this one verse I'd read this week. I'm going to read it that week. I'll read it to you guys. It says, it's in John 3 verse 34. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. 
And that was in reference to Jesus, but I just thought I'll just apply it to my life when he says he pours the spirit without measure. And I stood and I became confident because I realized it's not even about me. Like I'm not a singer. I don't I don't really play guitar that much. Like I don't really do it. But you know what? I am a worshipper. Like I am a child of God and that's enough. Um, and being able to just let go of like what I can do versus what God can do. Like there's no limit. So, and I think I was just so stretched, um, but when I understood, like, instead of relying on me, um, instead of depending on what I could do in my capability, just looking to Jesus and seeing that, you know what, it, it didn't matter because I brought my faith and he equips the people who bring their faith and their yes and what they've got. So that was my first little bit. I was like, yeah, so encouraged by how God could use um, something like someone like me in that setting. Um, but the other thing that I was encouraged by was this verse in Psalm 144, verse 1, uh, 44, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. See, I'm a bit like Malachi. I'm a bit of a, you know, I like my plans. I like my rules. I am a bit of a perfectionist. And the idea of doing something I'm not I don't feel super confident in was nerve-wracking like it was just so difficult for me to get into that space but what God grew in me over this time was that if I step out he's going to catch me in fact it says in the word as I just read um, he trains your hands for war and your fingers for battle like all this time I thought I was coming in like empty-handed like I thought I had nothing but God just like showed me those experiences where I was like worshiping by myself when I was with my brother jamming out on my piano at home he, he showed me that all the times that I'd read my Bible and just soaked in the word and I just remembered no God's prepared me for this so my encouragement to you if you're sitting here like ah. Oh, not sure if I should go next time or what could God do in me in this next season? I don't really have too much. God used me to sing in a microphone. This is my second time, guys. I don't know how to do this, but God can use, use me and I encourage you, he can use you. He will equip you. He will empower you. He will fill you with, your spirit, with his spirit without measure. Without measure. So good. So next time when we're sending up a trip, you guys got to come. The whole church, just everyone, all, the whole lot of you, you got to come because God, like, he uses you when you say, you're, like, yes to him. So, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Be encouraged. Bless you, Chloe. So, <clears throat> we do have plans in place to go again next year around the same sort of time during that uh, April school holiday. So, if you can... Uh, make yourself available let me know we'll start to put some things together for the team to go up again um, I know the Hermans are going up they loved it so much they're going back in August um, and going all the way to Darwin as well for some other things uh, but they're going to stop stop on their way through in Alice Springs and also up at Darwin but if you're making your way that way there is a fantastic church there would love your support and input and just spend some time with them if you happen to just be passing through Alice Springs on the way to somewhere um, it's only 1500 k's um, or 1519 from uh, the turn off from the airport out that's basically it's not not too far um, so yeah but for me the trip was um, what got put on my heart and what we were talking about as a team was about being a, a, a trip that was building connections and it was about um, our team going and building connections with people in the Alice Springs Church 
um, and then helping the Alice Springs Church, building some new connections into some different places um, and with some new people. Um, and I would say the trip was successful from that perspective. And also building connections where we connected some people who didn't know Christ to Christ. So um, I know we had three definite salvations where people made a decision to say, I want to receive salvation. One of those was um, a person as a child knew Christ, now he's an adult and his life is an absolute mess. Um, yeah, just all sorts of chaos going on in his life. And at the men's breakfast, he said, I, I need my life to change. I want to turn around. So, so I need Jesus to help me do this because, um, yeah, without giving too much information, but it is, um, it, it, his life was a train wreck and he could see it, but wanting to, to see Christ help him turn that around and make a difference in, in him. And some young, one young boy made a decision because we went to Lara, Lara Pinta and did the kids club. He was a, like a youth age person that was there. And then that night he came to youth and we picked him up and we had the opportunity to lead him to Christ, young Caleb. Um, and just the family now want to connect back, to the, back in with the church. That had a connection with the church some years ago, um, but that connection was reconnected back into back into the church life that stopped off for a while so lots of very successful trip lots of connections and I think um, yeah God God did some amazing miracles um, and did some amazing work in the the team as you can hear so I thank you church for your prayers and your encouragement um, to them and to the team and our praying for the team we got there successfully only one flat tire um, which is amazing and I think Ron you only burnt one sausage and I, or, or, he cooked, I don't know how many sausages you cooked. I think we lost count at 400. Um, he cooked hundreds and hundreds of sausages, all beautifully and perfect. Um, so nothing went wrong. Um, no, so we had lots of fun, great times, lots of memories. Um, so yeah, thank you. And we are going to go again. So if you want to talk to the team afterwards or just share with them, encourage them, that'd be great. Um, and yeah, I'm going to hand... Maybe I'll pray and then I'll hand over to, to Malachi just to wrap things up. So let's just pray together. Jesus.